Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu. I am here with my amazing wife, Lisa, and we're going to be talking about how to make long-distance relationships work. So without further ado, right. let's jump into those let's questions. Let's jump into the first question. This one's from Tanya. I was dating a guy for about seven years. It was long distance almost the entire time. He's from Germany and I'm from the US. We got to see each other every three months, or sounds like us. Yeah. We got to see each other every three months, I'm sure due to the visa, or whatever we were in the, or whenever we were in the same place, it was great. We didn't get tired of each other when we were together and we communicated constantly when we were apart. The major problem started a year ago when I moved to the Netherlands for work. Shortly after I moved to Europe, Max was sent to Saudi Arabia on a project. There was a lot of stress on the relationship during this time and we didn't, um, and he didn't respond to me quickly. I took it personally. We both have some communication issues. He called me in January and broke up with me. We didn't communicate until mid-March when he texted me last week for my birthday. I called him and explained why I overreacted to certain issues and asked if we could get back together. He said he doesn't think his lifestyle will fit with what I want in life. He'll be moving around a lot and doesn't think I'd be happy. I really think this relationship is worth fighting for. Do you have any advice? Yeah, so I'll just for the sake of answering the question, um, I think there's two things. One, you may have to accept that he's just not that into you and that that's why he's saying, oh, I don't think my lifestyle will be good because he just isn't in it enough for him to suffer through the things that he would have to suffer through um, for it to work. So that is a very real possibility. Now, just because that may also be completely false, and the other thing is also a possibility, I'll, I'll answer that. So if you're going to make it work, then it comes down to you have to have rules of engagement. There have to be things that you guys have agreed upon beforehand, like what's a reasonable amount of time to respond, whether that's to a voicemail, an email, a text, or whatever. One, you have to agree what's the preferred form of communication for each of you, and then what's a reasonable amount of time. So if we say, hey, um, during work hours, um, then a three-hour response is completely acceptable, but I would never expect you to go more than three hours, or nope, during work, don't assume that you're gonna hear from me, I don't look at my phone. For instance, I don't check my phone, so and I don't have alerts, nothing! So I, on certain days, won't know. Like if you were gone and were trying to text me, I wouldn't know. So you'd have to text somebody and tell them, tell Tom to look at his phone. Um, so during work hours, that wouldn't work. But if I said, hey, I will always check first thing in the morning, I will always check before I go to bed so that you know you're gonna hear from me in those ranges, and then on the weekends, you can expect a 30-minute response time. Then it's like, okay, I can either live with that or I can't. But once you know, oh, they wanna 
they want a text or a WhatsApp, they don't want an email, they don't want a phone call, or I want not just a phone call at night, but every night I want FaceTime. And and you just start laying it all out、mm. so that you know exactly what's a win for the other person. You know, like what's needed from an emotional standpoint. It's all like hammered out. Like there's. You don't go all the way to like a legal contract, but the nice thing about legal contracts is it forces everyone to say every little nitty gritty about what they think, and what that's doing is it's forcing them to think through it. It's forcing、mm-hmm. them to move from the abstract notion of "I feel some kind of way when you don't text me back、oh、in three hours" to "Oh, well, I guess actually it does make sense when you're at work. I fully understand that, but on the weekends, like to me, it should be basically real time." And the other person would be like, "What? Like, I hate texting. It's so slow. Or like, I don't have unlimited text messages. They don't have the same plans in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Whatever, right? So then it becomes, oh, what I prefer is this. And oh, if you were hitting me on Snapchat, like, I would reply really fast because I'm organically in that app. So it forces everyone to." Get real specific. Yeah, yeah. Me and you,、um, it wasn't really the time, but it was like if I need to speak to you, how do we make sure that you know that this is important? And so we did the three call rule, <clears throat> which meant that like because you were always so busy,、um, every time I would call, you just wouldn't answer. And so eventually, it was like, but what if some- I really need you? You always see your phone. I know that you see me calling, but you're in business meetings. I get it. I always want to be very supportive there. But I remember thinking, but what if I really do need you? Now in that moment, I'm going to be resenting you because you're not picking up your phone. So we came up with、um, a strategy where it was a three call rule. Even if you're with a president of the United States, which I won't say anything, but even if you're some with someone extremely important that you find important, um. How do I contact you if I really need you? And you said call three times. Like that song, call three, or is that knock three times? No idea. Knock three times、wow. on the window if you want me. This is happening. All of those, <laughs> all those people happen,、right? that love '60s music. I know my mum listening right now will, will appreciate that song. But anyway, so if I call you three times, it doesn't matter where you're, where you are, or who you're with. Even if it is like the most important meeting、mm. of your life, you're going to answer the phone. And so I've. Called you three times, I think once or twice. Once. I remember,、once. I remember definitely、yeah. once, and it was one of those very freeing things that okay, like the second, as soon as I dialed that third time, you answered. Now the funny story goes that it was an absolute disaster <laughs> on why I called you three times.、Um, I thought my dog had. In a, a rat and was eating it, and so I literally screamed and like huddled in the corner and called you three times, only for you to find out when you came home, like you ran home faster than I could possibly. In the middle of a business meeting, middle- I said, "Guys, this isn't going to make any sense, but I have to leave right now." And you came running home, and I'm like, "He's got a rat! He's got a mouse in his mouth! I can't go!" And you ran over, and you're like, "Babe, it's a toy." <laughs> So our dog basically had stolen a cat toy from someone else off a balcony, and、uh, and because it was wood, it made a crunching noise when he was biting on it. So you thought it was the bones breaking, and so yeah, you yeah. were freaking so, out. So, but those are those moments that even if you thought I was being petty, right? Like right. I can't believe you called me three times because I never do. There was no judgment. It's like no, whether you think it's ridiculous or、oh, not.、Totally. If I needed you and I called you, and you, you like you、up. said, you're not abusive at all. Right, I'm not abusive, and you immediately reciprocated. And that was another thing is that it wasn't like the first time where you're like, no, I'm just too busy. So like with 
with us, we really do put in these types mm. of contractual things that allow us to communicate and know that we're there for each other if we need it. But at the same time, like, no, I'm not just going to text you. Yeah, I miss you too if I'm busy. Right. So, um, and then another thing, actually, sorry, I kind of interrupted no, you, but please. another thing that really hit me with this question, is, and I know I say this a lot, but for me, there are certain things that are non-negotiables and there are certain things that are. And so I think that that can really help couples, like sitting down and saying, all right, what are the things that you're willing to negotiate on and what are the things that you're not so for him he's saying i'll be he'll be moving around a lot like is that negotiable for him maybe it's not and he's like no this is going to be my life i want to be traveling i want to be moving like forever and now she has to decide on a very honest level like don't bs yourself because you're only going to hurt yourself in that decision so honestly don't bs yourself but really ask yourself the question can i is this a non-negotiable or can I live with it? Because if you can then live with it, you have to, like a contract, once you sign, you have to be all in. You can't then turn away and go, oh, well, I didn't really mean it. And that's another thing that me and you do. It's like once we're in, we'll make sure that we're completely clear. Okay, so you, you're in, right? Like you're accepting this. Right. Yes. All right, great. And then you just move forward. Truth. Truth. All right. Um, so guys, we are answering questions. If you'd like to submit them, please do email at connect at impacttheory.com. That's connect at impacttheory.com. And if you'd like to stay anonymous, we absolutely respect that. So just let us know you'd like to stay anonymous. And if this is bringing you value, please do subscribe, rate or review, depending on if you're watching this on YouTube or on podcast. Word. All right, now on to the next question. This is from Levin. What are some best practices? Levin. Isn't that how you say it, Levin? Oh, probably Levon. Levon? Yeah. Really? Your uh, mom has got like a either. double N-E with Levon. Yeah, other ways to spell it, oh, but yeah, okay. anyway. Okay, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. What are some best practices for making a long-distance relationship work? Period. Well, probably question mark. <laughs> it is a question um, mark. <laughs> what are, so one, the thing that we talked about before, ground rules, making sure that you have the rules of engagement. That is super critical. Defining things so that everybody's clear about what is important to everybody else. Words, so the the calling three times is very similar to saying it's important or I promise, which are things that we've gone through and actually defined them out so that they're not just words left to random interpretation. If somebody says it's important, that means in the Bill You household, you drop whatever the fuck you are doing and you address that thing. And the person never uses it flippantly because they know it means drop whatever you're doing and come address this. Mm -hmm. But at least now we have a way where it's like the person's never gonna go, oh my God, I didn't realize it was that important to you. So it's just ultra, ultra clear. Um, And we only use that like once or twice a year. So you can't abuse it going back to something you said earlier. Right. And then uh, promise is another thing that we use where if you say you promise you're going to do something, fucking do it. Like under no circumstances. Not like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, promise, promise. Right. It's... I promise I'm going to do that. Even at great personal expense, I will make sure that that thing happens. Um, and so again, it's so everybody knows like what's going on. So if you pull me aside and you're like, remember, this is important to me. It's like, it just rings in such a different way. And normally if I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I'm pulling my phone out and setting an alarm right now because the last thing I want to do is forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of stuff is super, super important. And then remembering that at the end of the day, there's no substitute for proximity. So you have to be working at all times to find ways to spend time together. 
And I'm just not a big believer in the reality of a permanently long distance relationship. I think that you can bridge a gap with a long distance relationship, but at some point you're basically just saying, I only want to be 30% in a relationship. And so, and look, if that's your thing, mm -hmm. that's very fine. But let's all just state that up front. Look, what I like about this yeah. is that I have my free time. So you, everybody knows like the reality of the relationship. You don't want one person thinking, oh, this is temporary. And then the other person keeps taking those jobs that take them to Minsk. <laughs> huh? Huh? Good, friends baby. Reference? Huh? I'm so impressed. Well, you were singing earlier, so I felt I've really got to <laughs> also do an equally obscure reference. Um, so I think that's really important. Oh, Yemen. And, see, that's so obscure that I only vaguely remember that. Um, I think that's really important yeah. for people to make sure they're on the same mm -hmm. page, that there's no resentment, so that years don't go by and one person mm -hmm. thinks we're moving towards one thing, the other person thinks we're moving towards something else. That's actually really important. Like, what are we moving towards? Like, just defining that from the get-go. Because if for me and you, like, we wanted to be together. Mm -hmm. So every step of the way, we were trying to figure out how to get together. And we knew that that was we were that was going to be our end goal versus like well let's just see how things go mm. oh what's happening in the next few months it was like okay we want to be together how do we make that happen yeah and in the in the beginning it was just the oh we'll see um i just want to come see you but we communicated through it all so as it began changing it was like we just defined that out laid it out found ways to keep coming together we always knew when the next time we were going to see each other mm -hmm. was i think that was probably really helpful even times where it was like i'm not going to see you for two or three months it's like at least i know when that is mm -hmm. and so i remember doing like a big countdown super random doing a big countdown i've been counting down for months and it finally got to nine days and on the day that i was supposed to click it over to nine two planes crashed into the World Trade Center yeah. and you ended up getting delayed like another month or something. And I was obviously crestfallen for what was happening in the world, but then just heartbroken. I remember staring at the 10 that was above the door and just being so upset and like okay. ripping it all mm. down because it was supposed to be this joyous day of, of it going to single digits mm. and then ended up being like this world changing event. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, you said something that made me think, I guess just like having a plan really, like what is that end goal? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, communication is so important. And like, if I was to redo it, because when me and you were dating long distance, we didn't have Skype. There was no, I mean, yeah. it literally was a fortune to call. Yeah. Um, there was no texting. So there was email and phone calls, period. And you would at work during the day. So it was really hard for us to talk. So pretty much we had to email that. Like that mm. was our form of communication. And we'd write love letters to each other, which I still have. Right. Which I still have all of them, which mm. are amazing. But um, we were being romantic even in the process of when we were apart. And I think that that's really important. If I was to redo it again now, I would like book date night with mm. you. And I would even do things How like- How would we date night? So I would With do, like Skype or something? Yeah. So I would probably set up a TV. This is in fact exactly what I would do. Let's I would set it. up a TV. I would Skype you from the TV and I would have you maybe do something in your end that's similar to my end. So like light a candle, maybe put it in the foreground. So it kind of is like we're blending. Yeah. Um, so I would kind of do, I would do things like that. Um, yeah, I would just be really creative. Maybe I would like have, um, 
I mean, music, I guess you play through both speakers. That doesn't make sense. But I would try to find things. Like I would watch a movie with you, mm-hmm. right? And I would set up as if you were like sitting next to me. I would do silly little things like that. So I just think like finding ways that you can connect while you're apart is going to be really important. Because for me and you, I mean, the reason why we got into business together is because we're changing and growing so much. There's little things that you just miss if you're not with somebody. Mm. And it's one, and this is just, just my opinion. Like you said, some people may love the long distance and if it works, them amazing. But for me, like I want to be a part of those changes that you're encountering, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if I'm not with you every day or seeing that, then I don't feel like I'm a part of it. And then I think when you're a part in general, I mean, it's like when you travel and you're in business, we're just living different lives. Mm. right I mean and we're doing it for the same thing we're doing it for the business we're doing it for each other we're doing it for the family the company but it still feels like we're living separate lives and I would worry that over time that would only get worse so whether you're sitting next to me or you're across the other side of the world I think it's really important to always find ways that you guys can always connect and bond yeah for sure and then you ready for for some extraordinarily bad advice Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for bad oh, advice. Brace yourself. Here we go. <laughs> go on. Um, this wouldn't have felt like bad advice 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but even though I think that they need some substitute for this, um, you need to talk and make sure it is a gift that is desired. I want to be really fucking clear about that. You need to communicate and find out if it is a gift that is desired. But like, I would want you to send me nude photos. For sure. Oh. Like there is definitely like a realm of like when there's you're far apart so there's Mm -hmm. no sex. Like a little bit of phone sex like was super awkward. I will say that. But once you like sort of get the flow going, (laughs) it's better than nothing. And so you're keeping like that spark alive, doing sexy things, sending sexy Mm -hmm. photos. Again, is a terrible idea. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't want you to send me naked photos. Yeah. Dude, I get that. I would be honest with you. That's what I'm saying. You have to make sure that the... Hang on. Let me think about that. It's not the same response. Right. So if you... If I was to send you nude photos, you would have a a very sexual response, I would hope. Um, With me, I actually probably would want you to send me photos, but it wouldn't be for the sexual response. It would be like, I would feel like I'm being intimate with you. Yeah. So it's actually more for the mind than it is the sexual part. For you. For me, that's what I mean. But I, but we would talk about that because I wouldn't want you to expect me to go, oh yeah, baby. Because like that wouldn't be my response if you send me a naked picture. And, and to be honest, like I would, I wouldn't think to send you a nude photo of myself thinking that you would find it attractive. Mm. What I would probably do is try to find sort of female friendly um, porn images and send you that or maybe even links and send you stuff like that and we could watch it at the same time or something like that but and that's why it is so critical to make sure you ask your partner like i can't stress this enough like if people hear this and go that's my license to send a dick pic it's like oh my god (laughs) like you have fundamentally misunderstood female sexuality um but finding something where you can Mm -hmm. connect like keep it a little bit hot a little bit spicy uh, but everything nowadays that you, even once you take a picture of it, even if you don't send it, high risk. I would send you a gift package. I would do like little little gift boxes of like some fun stuff. What kind of fun stuff? I don't know. It, I can't tell if this is on the back of the sexing or if this is like... It's actually a mix of both. Chocolates. It's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. It would do a bit, a bit of both. 
I would buy like your best, your favorite candy and I'd put it in or like candy if it was England and right. States, I would get candy that I knew you'd liked in England and I'd send it to you. And then maybe I would do a photo and put it in uh -huh. a frame with a sexy photo of me wow. with it. Like I would kiss it with lipstick. Like I would, I would try to be inventive. And that's one thing that me and you've always done like way before Quest even started is how do we find- Can I tell you really fast? That is the female equivalent of a dick pic. Oh, the photo with the lipstick. Where I'd be like, the fuck is this? What am I supposed to do with this? Like, I got a framed photo of her and it's got like a lipstick kiss on it. It's like, homie, that's not what I'm into. Either send me a video game so I can just go play, which if you want to give me a gift, give that. Or like, really send me something. That's so funny. Literally, as I'm saying it, I'm like, you know, this is, I've nailed it. I'm like, this, this is amazing. So lame. With a kiss, I'd be like, now I have to be like, thank you I so much. I want to know how many so people sweet. listening, if couples are listening, how many of the women were like, yeah, I would do that too. And the guys are like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, I can't let a whole generation of men now receive this gift basket. People are like, fucking Tom didn't say a word. Yeah. Oh God, that, that so was funny. So th this is like, just communicate, communicate, communicate. Com women, yeah. like legit, a, I will speak for myself. Getting a close-up shot of your um, your special bits would be amazing. I would love that the most. Yeah. And if I could get away with it, I'd make it my screensaver. <laughs> I realize I can't. But vice versa, it does not work that right. way. So, like, really just understanding the difference between, like, how a gift is received. Not to give the gift you want, mm. which as we just elucidated, would be a mistake on both sides. <laughs> I was so and saying just it like also, I nailed There's it. nothing creepier than a guy sending that, like, especially if it's unsolicited. Mm. Oh, God. And take a tip from Jeff Bezos, man. It doesn't play out well. What's the tip from Jeff? Jeff Bezos sent a dick pic. Did he really? Yes. Oh. And here's the worst part. To, like, his wife it. or something? His or? Girl, you haven't heard this whole no. story? He's having an affair. Oh, like, yeah, they split up. Um, mm. So... But the thing is, not to derail totally on dick pics, but I get it. I get the impulse. I've had the impulse. In fact, I'll just be honest. I have sent you a drunken picture of <laughs> yes, our, our mutual friend. And at that time, it was probably funny for you, but definitely not something where I thought, oh, she's going to think this is sexy. I just thought I this gonna is going to be fun yeah. and funny because we were actually together. Yeah. And so... I just was in the other room and I sent it to you. It wasn't like, you know, we were, God, this is so funny to know that my employees are listening to this. You got um, it. And here's the thing, you're even lying true. a little more now. Really? I actually don't think <laughs> yeah. I'm lying. We weren't in the next room. Yeah, we were. No, you went into the restroom. Yeah, which you oh. don't think is the next room. Oh, I guess. So, yes, we it's were <laughs> at a restaurant, but I was really still spilling at least... Our I was at least. Uh, but here's the funny thing. In own. that moment, it was freaking amazing. I so didn't. Amazing and close. It wasn't like you were super turned on by no, it. No, it wasn't that turned delusional. on. And I would never be like disillusional. No, I would never disillusion you. What's the phrase? I'm not sure where you're going. Uh, like, you don't uh, have to disillusion no, me. But I told I'm, you immediately. It wasn't that I was turned aware. on. Yeah. yeah, it was not that I was turned on at all. But it was amazing. It was like so perfect because it made me giggle. And Yes, <laughs> which is exactly the response every guy wants. I'm going to make my wife giggle. But the funny thing was, that's exactly I was how say, I that's intended why you it. Did yes, it. it was meant to be racy and funny. Exactly. And, but that's going to come to haunt me one day. But of this, I someone is hacking our like <laughs> iStream 
as we speak <laughs> looking for that photo. But going back to communication, it is so important for us to know that because A, I, I wouldn't lie to you, right? So it's like, I don't want to have to pretend that I'm turned right. on by a photo that it doesn't serve. That's why I had to speak but up also, about the kiss on the Right, but also the, yeah, which I appreciate. I really do because... Also, it's like encourage the behavior you want and discourage the behavior yeah, you don't want. True. And so if you, if I'm going to lie to you because I'm afraid of your, uh, your feeling, a, now every morning I'm bloody waking up. Yeah. Right, but seriously, I would. Broken or you would actually think, yeah. like, okay, oh, we haven't been together for a while. I know that she liked it last time. Like, but I get it. Why wouldn't you? Yes. And that's not fair. So how do you... Um, navigate that i think it really is just to be brutally honest with each other but not take it personally radically candid, radically candid. yeah i know you've changed that phrase light on the brutal yeah um but it's important because i if i'm trying to um solicit a response from you in a certain way i want to know what is working so if i want to turn you on tell me what turns you on and it's up to me if i want to do it or not if i refuse to send a photo then that that is my you know i think very important for me to stand my ground now i don't stand my ground i more than happily send you nude photos but um, yeah, I think it's super important. Yeah, nobody should ever feel pressured, not your wife, not your anything, yeah. to send something that you don't want to send. And like I said, it is really bad advice because fuck, that stuff, yeah. But I think it, going, it doesn't have to be nude photos, but the truth of what you're saying is so strong about making sure that you're giving the gift that the person actually wants. So yeah. if you've got a long distance relationship, because you can't look someone in the eyes, you can't even see any um, micro expressions on their face. Because sometimes you can pick up on it. You're like, I thought they'd like it, but I don't know if they did. Mm. They just did that strange. You don't have that. So when you're long distance, all you really do have is the truth in your communication. And yeah. that's the most important time that you've got to be so candidly honest. Yeah. And then I guess my real punchline, since sending nude photos is such terrible advice and you really shouldn't do it, is you have to find a way to keep the sexual spark alive. That's yes. really my punchline. Yes. Cool. Um, oh, we've got a would you rather segment. Let's do it. Let's do it. Would you rather live far away from your partner but have the ability to text 24-7 or live in the same city and have one conversation a week. Oh. Do I get to see them though? If they're yeah, in the same that's, city. Yeah. We're gonna need Looking judges up. Role. She's saying sure. Oh, okay. If I can so see you, if I yeah, can see thousand percent. Okay, but you can... But I but we're together for the conversation. Okay. A thousand percent the conversation. Yeah, conversation for sure. Yeah. Text and anyway, I mean I guess me and you when you're away, in fact, that's all we actually do is text. I love texting. Yeah, texting we, is amazing. We don't but like it's, the phone. It is no substitute for Face to face. And that's another thing. Like, there was so long that I never told you that I didn't like phone calls because I just, I don't like talking on the phone. Mm. It's nothing personal to anybody. It's even my own husband. I don't like, you know, it's just, I oh, don't I like that it. form of communication. And so I used to feel bad. Like, oh God, like, okay, well, I don't really like it. It's not against you. Right. But now I've got to pretend that, of course, I want to call you all the time. And when I think you were the one that was just like, I don't really like phones. I'm like, oh my God, thank God, me either. Yeah. And so it's like just saying those things out loud, if you can be with somebody and say it so they don't take it personally, and they're like, huh, all right, you don't like the phone, so it's not about me, you just don't like it. So how do we work around it? Yep. Next, would you rather? Would you rather live far away from a partner who supports your career goals or live with a partner who supports everything you do except your career goals? Oh man, that's easy. 
Uh, I have oh, to have somebody. Easy. Yeah, I have to have somebody supporting my goals. There's no way I couldn't be with you if you weren't supporting my goals. Yeah, but I couldn't live my entire life far from you. Agreed. That's mean. Neither um, of them are good, but I couldn't like. Yeah, you're right. Enjoy the relationship, yeah, but we're far apart, yeah. or be miserable and together. Yeah, I'd rather that's, enjoy right. and be far apart. They both suck. Yeah, but one is preferable 100%. to the other. Yeah, agreed. All right. Would you rather lose your ideal partner due to distance or communication issues? Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. So what would be less painful for me to feel like a failure in communication or just distance? Distance. I guess probably distance because there's not the additional, mm-hmm. like if I have to lose the relationship, mm-hmm. I'd rather lose it to something like that than to have been so moronic that I couldn't reorient myself fast enough to improve my communication. Yeah. That would make me want to punch myself in the head. But assuming that I had awareness at the end of it, at least then I could learn from that. But I'll stick with distance. Yeah, me too. Um, All right, next question. Before we do, actually, guys, if this is bringing you value, please, please do subscribe, like, rate and review, whichever platform you're watching this on. That would really be meaningful to us. And if you do have any questions, please feel free to email them at connect at impacttheory.com. That's connect at impacttheory.com. And if you'd like to stay anonymous, we absolutely respect that. Just let us know. All right, next question. This is from Anonymous. My current relationship started amazingly, however, is struggling with distance. My job demands me to travel often and work during the week, but my weekends are mostly free. Her job is basically the other way around. Oof. She doesn't do vacations or free days, working 24-7 for a month at a time sometimes. For the last year, it seems she cares less and less about the relationship. It seems she for- forgets to reach out. We spend four weeks without calling and some weeks we text so little, it seems there is nothing there. While I've been pushing for commitment and clear communication, she argues for how busy her responsibilities keep her and she is very uh, and she is very career focused. I love that she is career focused as I am the same, but I believe in balance. I want her to win, but I also want us to thrive. I intend to have a face-to-face talk where we need to settle some questions to move forward. Am I being blinded by love? This is indeed the relationship I want to fight for, but I don't think I know how to do it. Any insights? Yeah, I mean, I think that he does know how to do it, which is to sit down, to communicate, to talk through this, to figure out where everybody is, what do you actually want, um, and then to realize that she is giving you answers. You may not like the answers, so you may be ignoring the truth of them. So if she's like, look, I'm too busy, what that really means is I'm not willing to make it a priority. And if she's not willing to make it a priority, then where are you with that? Like, are you cool with that? Um, And so, like, you and I do this dance all the time of... Where's that line where it's now starting to damage our relationship? Like right now, we're in a phase where I, I will tell you, you don't have to tell me anything. We are damaging our relationship right now. It's just been like total fucking mayhem. And so <laughs> I'm thinking routinely about, okay, I'm going to have to say no to that. Like last night, I had a double episode to prep for. And I was like, there's no universe in which I don't go spend at least 30 minutes Because we haven't you. seen each other all Yeah, weekend. I've been traveling. Yeah. And so, and we've family. had family here and all this stuff. So I was like, all right. For my own sake and for you and just being objectively um, honest about the relationship and that it needs time and attention and all that, even though like it would be very easy to say, well, just just this one more time, because obviously like I have a double episode, I've been traveling, so I hadn't had a lot of time to prep. And so that, you know, you would have said, oh, yeah, I get it. But nonetheless, it would have been a withdrawal from the relationship. So I went and we took that time and episodes came out great as I knew they would and all was well. It just meant I had to get up a little bit earlier today. So today 
for anybody keeping score on how often I wake up to an alarm, I actually woke up to an alarm today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that it was super important to have that time mm-hmm. last night. And by the way, tonight I will be carving out even more time because I'm about to travel again. Mm-hmm. So um, I think my last meeting ends at 7.30, fucking cut that shit dry and then the rest of the night we'll hang out. Um, Part of me is panicking because I've got a shoot tomorrow. Do you really? That's <laughs> <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> Somebody doesn't prioritize a relationship. No, I'm so joking. But eight um, o'clock. If yeah, you want me to well, eight. At eight thirty, whatever. But we need some block of time yeah, tonight yeah. where we um, spend time together. And I completely understand. But where no, you're from, but you're hundred percent to... right, though. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're so right. Like, this is going to be our lives, and that was another thing of like. I, I love our life. I love what we do. I love how much, um, you know, we're creating and it's amazing. And it really does fill me with joy. And so I don't want to lose sight of that either with how much work we have. But at the same time, if this is going to be our life, then we need to make sure that, well, all right, 30 minutes isn't going to change an episode. Like if 30 minutes is going to change, whether it's a good episode or not, at least you haven't done your job. Um, but making sure that we do have the time because, yeah, I mean, it's it's so important it's easy to say oh but we've got this oh but we've got this sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but you no i mean you added perfectly so yeah you just have to really have those conversations listen to what the other person is saying understand where you're at and what you each want um because like from the outside it just seems very obvious she's giving you every clue that you need which is she's not making it a priority which means it's not a priority and if it's not a priority and you talk about that and, and she's like, yeah, like this is where it is. Like I'm very happy with, like I love seeing you in the moments that I have free, but my career is my priority. Then you have to ask yourself, am I okay being number mm-hmm. two? And I will just say, relate to me, this is Tom Billy speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking anybody else to adopt this. But for me, a relationship is absolutely only worth it if I'm that person's number one. Like that's the whole point of a relationship is to be somebody's number one. One person in the world says, you are more important to me than anything else. And so it's like, yeah, I want that. That's willing to sacrifice for. If it's like, you're one of my priorities, that's suddenly for me not worth sacrificing Mm. for. Yeah. And I want to also just kind of, we've spoken about priorities and being each other's number one. Um, The one thing I also want to make clear though, is not that it always means you drop everything because I'm your number one or vice versa. Like when things come into conflict, you may become number two or three in a certain situation, right? Like with work, it's like, okay, well, I've become number three or number four because you have had to prioritize work before me. But I am your number one if push comes to shove and you had to decide which one to give up if you see what I mean because on a daily basis I'm definitely not your priority and you're not mine yeah it's interesting so I want to be like kind of clear about that yeah but I think you have to push the explanation a little bit farther because it's looking at what does it take to build the business what does it take to keep the relationship thriving so when I say Mm. that you're my number one what I mean is I'm always going to make sure that you're thriving even if that means that the business isn't and when the two come in conflict and to make the business thrive more would mean that you would thrive less then it's like well then i have to go over here and make sure that you're thriving so but i'm going to push you a bit on this actually because the truth is is that like let's take my health right right so my health is not thriving there have been many times that me myself i'm not even like looking at you but i have not put me thriving above the business the business has pretty much come first a lot of the time 
So here's how it seems to me. So one, you are definitely making a decision to continue to push, I would say yourself, harder than your health can handle for sure. But you're going to have to come to that conclusion on your own. For sure. I spend so much time focused on trying to address your health and all that. And it happens in sprints. It's not like I'm spending three hours a day every day. But I've put deep hundreds of hours into your health, probably into the north of a thousand hours. And so it's, if I had applied that time to the business, the business would be significantly farther ahead than it is right now. So when I think about like, if I shut the business down and focus entirely on your health, then yes, you would go. But the one thing that we're trying to walk is the fine line of, Mm. can we have our cake and eat it too? Because definitively, if we shut the business down and just focus on your health, you would be in a better shape in one way. Physically, you'd be a lot better off. I don't know that from a fulfillment standpoint, you would be. And I wouldn't, which is why I have not just walked away from the company. I mean, we've spoken about that a lot. Um, And I love that you know that about me and have always um, shown me support in there as well. You're saying that like a question mark? No, I know it came out like a question mark. It wasn't a question mark. So it it is admittedly very nuanced, but this is also one of the most dangerous things that you and I do in our relationship. And we both try to always have an eye. We have an eye to different things. You have an eye to like acute moments about up, I'm feeling the burn, we need to spend time together. And I have an eye to what I'll call the entourage effect, where for those that watched Entourage, this had a really big impact on me. There's a really fun, in my opinion, relationship between Ari and his wife. And Ari's a workaholic, just total Mm. psychopath. And his wife is always supporting him, always, always, always understanding him when he has to do all this crazy stuff until one day she's not. And she has a threshold moment and he didn't see it coming and out of nowhere she leaves him. And I just thought, that's the thing I have to be super cognizant of Mm -hmm. with you, that you will have some sort of threshold event where it's like it's just been too much, too long, too many years of go, go, go. And I don't think you'll see it coming. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see like these acute moments, but you won't necessarily see how they stack. Whereas I see how they stack, but lose sight of them in like the acute moments. So like I'm I'm hyper vigilant towards that. And that's where I'm talking about when I say that like, when I can see the business is becoming a problem, like right now, I'm going to have to shift more and more time and attention onto the relationship over the next like six months. Like this isn't one just sort of, oh, it's going to be easy to like, we spent an hour together and now everything's mm-hmm. fine. It's like, I can just feel that we're in this, the business has become so all consuming that for a very long time to create momentum. And now we're going to have to start leveraging that it's got some momentum going. We're going to have to carve out a little bit more time. Um, I'm almost certainly going to have to ease off on the, if I'm awake, I'm either working or working out Monday through Friday. I don't think that's going to serve us for a little while. Um, And so backing off on that, finding time like three, four, five times a week to spend a good hour, hour and a half a night, every night, like really spending time together um, and not just spending time and like cuddling, but like spending time and like really talking about hopes and dreams and like just like on a really deep sort of fundamental Mm -hmm. level. um, I think that that is important and being able to sense those movements in your relationship Mm. is fucking hard. Mm. And this is where I start to worry about people that are, you know, sort of weekend warriors when it comes to their relationship and they're not thinking about, which of course 
It's not the people watching the show I have to worry about. It's people who think, ah, like whatever, you know, we'll be fine. It's like, you gotta really, really watch for that and like figure out who's better at sensing what in the relationship. Um, You're definitely a canary in the coal mine for like the short term stuff. And then, I don't know, I just feel like I've always had sort of the grander strategy. So I I can tell in moments in you now that five moves from now, they don't end well. And so I need to address yeah. this thing I see now that's going to become a problem down the line. And the funny thing is because we've done this dance for 18 years, I kind of know when, like, when to kind of wave a little bit of a flag, if you will. Like even today I text you when I said to you, like, I really just want to sit with you and talk about like, where my mind's out, all the stuff I'm excited about because it's stuff that I'm doing that I'm so excited about. But because we don't see each other, I don't really get to tell you. And so you kind of sometimes just see the stress of the business, right? Like all the things I deal with and the things that I get stressed over, but you don't often, not often, but recently you haven't seen the things that I've been super excited about. Things have really um, given me a shift in my mind, the way that I see things. I had this guest on that freaking rocked my world, like, and has just changed the way that I see things. Um, and I, do, I want to talk to you about it. And because you've been away and because we've got family and you're going to be away this week and I'm doing all this stuff. So I, I, my thing was, okay, I know that we could keep going down this path, but I need him to know that there's this thing that I, I'm desperate to talk to him about. So that's why I just sent you a text so that now it's on your radar so that I know, okay, you're aware that I desperately am excited to sit with you and talk. But if I didn't tell you about it, then in one week on t- in two weeks, we're not sitting down. And then probably my excitement is probably then going to turn into frustration of like, I can't even sit down with him and tell him things that are going on in my life, right? It goes from, oh my God, I'm so excited, babe. I want to talk, talk to you about it to the negative. Mm. And so it's, um, yeah, so I've learned that you know me well enough and you know us. And so I've kind of, I did that on purpose when I texted you too, so it is on your radar. It's good. All right. That's all we have time for, guys. Excellent. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We always appreciate it. We really appreciate the questions. It means the world. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.